Good morning. It is time to wake up and be wealthy. And we're going to have a heart to heart today. We're going to have a come to Jesus today. It is all about how to stop, stop, S-T-O-P, being the bottleneck in your business. So what does that even fucking mean? So being the bottleneck in your business it is so easy to do. It means almost think of like a, a bottle, like let's say you've got a liter uh, of, I don't know, Mountain Dew because we, we need energy as business owners. So think of um, a Mountain Dew liter bottle, right? It's really fat on the, the um, base of it, right? But there's this small little part at the top, right? So I want you to almost like draw a stick figure (laughs) and stick yourself there where like the, the top is. So that means like we can't pour everything out because you're stuck at the top and, um, you are clogging everything else from flowing, right? So almost think of the, the, um, leader, just hang with me for a second. I, I don't even know where this is coming from, but it's going to go somewhere. So think of the, the leader of Mountain Dew actually being like millions of dollars. It can't get out the longer you stay in that little small skinny part of the leader of bottle, the bottle, right? So when we can literally pick up your little uh, stick figure and remove you and tip over the leader of Mountain Dew, aka millions of dollars, then it can flow out and it just be amazing. And then I want you to think of it as refilling again and again and again and flowing and flowing and flowing, right? So most business owners can admit that they are the bottleneck. So if you're not there yet, you get to you get to look yourself in the mirror, okay, and say, I am the bottleneck. And I literally want you to say it out loud. I am the bottleneck. And then we got to do something about it. Your team is crying out for help. Your clients are crying out for help, right? Meaning that they want your attention, right? Your team wants your attention. Your clients or customers want your attention, Uh, If you have um, any partners, they want your attention. Uh, And then um, let's not forget our family, right? Our friends. Uh, And then what about us, right? So like all of these people want our time, but there's only so much time to give. So if we keep saying yes to all these things, right? Tasks, people, meetings, opportunities, charity events, we're going to never not be the bottleneck. So we've got to do an inventory first of like, what are all of your commitments? What are all of the tasks on your plate? Um, Because where I want you to get to is your zone of genius, right? In your business, there is something that you are really fucking good at. Um, And typically it is forward facing. It is high level, right? Um, if you've ever read E-Myth uh, Revisited, I hi- if you haven't, I highly recommend, especially if you're listening to this episode and you like, you really do feel like you're the bottleneck, E-Myth Revisited will really help you. They talk about how the small, the, the, the most powerful small business in the world um, is McDonald's and why they're able to do what they do and expand on such a global level very successfully 
is because they have systems. It's not relying on one person, right? And it's able to expand and grow. Like, again, think of that uh, Mountain Dew bottle and just keep refilling and refilling and refilling because it's not contingent on one person. When our business is contingent on one person, it's a recipe for disaster. Like, I've got a baby coming. I'm trying to not be the bottleneck. I'm trying to baby-proof this biz, uh, which is exactly why uh, a few months ago we went through a complete rebrand, which is way more work than it should be. Um, But a rebrand, it was necessary. We were known as the sales queen before, and it was completely tripping me up because everyone wanted me um, because that's how I was branding myself as the sales queen. Join the, you know, our programming, get me, get on calls with me, right? And it was just, I could see the writing on the wall and I was like, this is not going to be good long term, right? And we weren't pregnant at the time, but you know, we talked about having another child. And even if we didn't, like, it just, it's, you're going to hit a glass ceiling. So we did the whole rebrand to the Wealthy Queen movement. And we've been slowly, slowly transitioning. Um, So I just want to share a few things that we've been doing that have really been helping. um, Because, it's been huge. It's been a game changer. So the first one, the first thing that we've really done is the bre- the rebrand. So I want you to assess, um, you know, is your branding, is your messaging set up for success, right? Um, meaning, are you empowering your team? Does your branding say it's not you, right? So like when people, I actually don't love this, when people brand their business as their name, I think it's actually creating a bottleneck. Uh, A lot of big names do this, like um, Tony Robbins, um, Marie Folio. Um, Obviously, they've got a lot of resources, so they're able to do that. But I, I think for us more underdogs, I think that actually hurts you because then they want you on the sales calls. They want you doing the deliverables. They want you in the meetings, right? They want you, 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 because that's how you've branded yourself. So it might be time for a rebrand, just being honest. And one of my clients that's brilliant years ago said, I never want to name my business my name because if I want to sell my business someday, then it's going to be really hard to do that. And I was like, oh, that's such good feedback. So just food for thought. Um, and it's it has been so helpful um, and starting to do the transition, but it also takes time. People still want me. I'm not going to like lie that they don't, um, but we have expanded. So the next thing that we've done is we've added uh, support coaches. Uh, so we have a handful of support coaches in our inner circle that are also teaching and supporting throughout the week. So it's not always on me. And that has equally been huge because I don't have all the answers. I have, you know, a set of skills and, um, and a set of experience to be able to really support somebody, but I don't think I know it all and can be it all. So the support coaches have been huge, not only from an added value standpoint for my clients, um, but also from a time standpoint. So like we have programming going on throughout the whole week that I'm not even involved in. Like it happens autopilot without me. It's like the juiciest thing ever. Um, so that, that's been another huge thing that we've done. Um, uh, another big thing is back in the spring, I announced that I will no longer be taking one-on-one clients. Um, so they, everyone had like one final call to like sign up and, you know, get my one-on-one time because it, it honestly, 
I don't mean this in a bad way. It actually costs me money to be on one-on-one calls. Um, our business is growing at a level that it, like me having an hour doing something else in my business is actually more profitable than spending an hour on the phone with somebody or on Zoom with somebody. And so I do it because I love it, but I, I also had to draw that boundary of like, at one point I had like 15 one-on-one clients. That's a lot of people. Like almost think of like 15 children <laughs> that you are like supporting and caring about and worrying about and all the things. Um, so now I just have like a handful and we don't meet every week. So that's been super helpful as well. I only have one client that I meet with every single week and we meet early in the morning. Um, so that's been super, super helpful to like streamline that, reduce my time. Um, and we can go, we can really go to the model of, uh, group support. So I've really been stepping into the more teacher role versus coach role. So teacher and mentor um, to really transition that of like, I want to teach you what I've done so you can, you know, use it and get there faster. I want to teach you strategies and fundamentals, mindset, encourage you as your mentor. Um, But I'm not going to be in like the thick trenches with you as like a one-on-one coach would be. It's very taxing. And with the baby coming, I just knew that that wasn't in alignment. Um, So now what we've been doing is one of my favorite affirmations, which we'll talk on another episode in more detail about, is I'm ahead in all areas of my life. So we've really been working on getting ahead uh, and baby-proofing this business. So getting ahead with our content, getting ahead with our podcast, getting ahead with our strategies, um, and really making sure that everyone is in tandem together. So that way it's not this like reactive, um, oh my gosh, what are we doing today? What's the sales goal for the week? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's already been planned. Right. Um, so that really has been super helpful and we're actually in that process right now. So I'll share more on another episode, but it already feels so freaking good. Um, so that's been awesome. And also streamlining. So, um, Brittany is one of my right hands in in the business, and um, she just left her day job, came on full time with us, and uh, I've really been empowering her to do a lot of things that don't need to be me, like buying um, prizes. I don't need to be doing that, right? She also does uh, pretty much all of my scheduling, billing for us. Um, she's in my DMs. So she's, she's taken on a lot of the little things. So that way, again, going back to the beginning of the podcast, what are you really good at, right? Like I am so good at teaching, right? On a video to lots of people and then closing them, right? Like activating them, getting them to the the next step. Everyone else can do all the little things. So Um, The last thing I want to share with you that we've done really well is um, our Asana. So Asana is a free, yes, I said free, task management tool. Um, And it's great even if you're a solo entrepreneur because it's able to, you are able to create reoccurring tasks in there so your brain doesn't have to think as much, right? When our brain has to think so hard, that's where we get exhausted, right? And we're just like, I don't know what to do. So Asana is great for team or no team, but it, it helps everything start to run on autopilot so that way we don't have to do we, have, we don't have to think about all the things and then do all of the things. So we want to streamline your tasks 
And it will also help you. I want to go back to the beginning of this conversation of you've got to stop saying yes to everything, right? Your game plan cannot be, well, my plan for, you know, million dollar growth is just to figure it out. We want to plan and prepare for it. I call this the Oprah effect. Like if Oprah shouted you out today, would your team, would you be able to handle it? from a fulfillment standpoint, right? So like if we got 20,000 people wanting to join us, um, would we be ready for that? And so our team has had those conversations of, we need a frequently asked question form on our website. We get to have a tech um, ticket. So it's like, almost think of like a lot of like tech companies, they have like a ticketing system. Um, So we've been working on that of like, okay, we're preparing for volume, right? You never know when someone's going to shout you out and you're just going to like grow overnight. You want to be ready for it so you don't fall flat on your face. I also think this is like manifesting 101 because it's like preparing for it to happen. Um, So we really want to be ready for that. And that way you're not pulling out your hair. So we've got to Stop saying yes to everything and say, I'll figure it out later. Um, That's not sustainable. And that's why you feel like you're the bottleneck. And that's why you feel overwhelmed and stressed. And that's not good for you. Okay. Or your skin. (laughs) So I really want you to assess um, and have a heart to heart with your team. Have a come to Jesus with your team. You've got to say, take these things out of my hands, right? Like as the business owner, you care about your business so much that uh, the statement that I hear from so many business owners is, well, it's just easier to do myself in that moment, maybe. Right. But I want you to imagine when I can have 30 to 40 hours to do what I'm really good at, to do what you're really good at. I want you to think of how, and do that consistently week after week after week, like that's going to explode my business, right? When I'm not in the weeds and doing the DMs and sending the billing and doing all of those things, right? It's going to explode my business. I'm not going to see it overnight, but little by little by little by little, it's going to start working in my favor, right? And the same is true with you. But we we can't just know this. We've got to fucking do it. You've got to ask for help. You've got to pay for help and pay really good quality for help. Like I pay top dollar for top talent because it saves me so much time and headache, right? Training people and trying to find new people is very expensive because it's your time, right? So I want you to be honest with yourself and write down three ways that you can stop being the bottleneck today and actually fucking do it. Like stop just talking about it. Stop not listening to your team, your mentors, your coaches that are trying to help you and streamline things for you. Like we've got to buckle down and we've got to, we've got to, we've got to make this happen so you can get some relief, right? At at this point, you now know all of this information and you're going to choose to listen to it (laughs) or you're going to choose not to listen to it. And I hope that you choose to listen to it. So no more being the bottleneck. I want you to have millions of dollars flowing to you. I want you to focus on what you're really good at. Um, And I'll leave you with this. I had an aha moment recently of hustling made me think that it's working lots of hours. So then I've been trying to figure out how can I stop working lots of hours? (laughs) But then I realized I love to work. I feel fulfilled. I feel connected to people. I feel happy. Like, yes, I want uh, freedom and that's what I'm always going for. But like, I do like to work. I like, cause work doesn't feel like work. It feels like creating. And so my new relationship, um, with hustling is hustling with the right things. When I'm in the weeds, that's when I start to 
like lose my spirit and not love my life, right? When I am doing things in my business or even in my life that I don't love, that's when I feel blah, right? Um, so I don't mind quote unquote hustling, but I want to hustle with all the good things. I want to be hustling and it's making me millions and millions and millions of dollars so I can create so much impact and um, support so many people, including all uh, including my family, my goals, my dreams, right? So it's having everything work for you. You don't have to suffer to get there. And I think suffering is being the bottleneck, right? Choosing to stay the bottleneck. So three things I want you to do, okay? And put them into action, not just write them down, but put them into action. And this is gonna feel a little resistant. This is gonna be a little painful. I'm not gonna lie, but you can do it. You can, you can, you can, you must, um, or you're, we're going to keep having this conversation over and over and over again, and it's going to be a broken record and you're going to be like, oh, I'm so sick of myself, right? I'm sick of hearing about this. So don't do that. Three things today. Let's go. And I want you to share them with me in um, the DMs, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram. I want to know what you're doing to stop being the bottleneck.